This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls the entire hour. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. The mother of a slain Army veteran is telling Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg to do your job or step that step down, that she is not interested in his social justice. We should not, folks, be electing district attorneys for their position on social justice but rather how they prosecute crime. Is that too much to ask for? 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So this mother, and uh, I'll give you full details in a second, and we are going to your telephone calls very soon. This mother of a slain Army vet, did two tours in Afghanistan, says crime has brought New York City to its knees. And again, she has a message for Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Her, son, her son's name is uh, Hassan Correa, and he was a 35-year-old Army veteran who was stabbed to death in Harlem in 2018. His mother, her name is Madeline Brame, and she's criticizing the bail reform policy that has allowed her son's alleged killer to walk free on bail. And again, her message to District Attorney Bragg is do your job or step down. She's not interested and his social justice platform. Now, her son was a U.S. Army sergeant, again, Hassan Correa, and he survived deployment in Afghanistan only to be murdered in New York City in 2018. Police say a gang of four men and a woman pounced on him, stabbing him to death. And he has become one of the symbols 
of the fight against bail reform. And the woman in the case, her bail dropped substantially from easily more than 100000 to a couple of thousand, and um, she has been out on bail. So to Alvin Bragg's uh, credit, the district attorney, to his credit, he has abandoned um, some of, of his policies uh, that that critics have said are too lenient to criminals. For example, he has said now that all armed robberies will be prosecuted as felonies. And speaking of the district attorney, uh, Mr. Bragg, he concedes that even in his own Harlem neighborhood, that that community is in crisis amid a surge in street violence. The district attorney, the district attorney himself, recounted how he attended two anti-gun rallies over the weekend and that there were shootings apparently around the same time or shortly after each rally. Now, the other side of this argument, and I just don't see this, folks, and I, I'm very interested in your take. Those that those that support uh, the bail system, the new bail system, the way that it is, claim that bail reform has kept 200,000 New Yorkers out of jail. So they claim that it that it works. I I don't see it. I I see it as something that needs to go immediately uh, in the name of uh, public safety. But they claim that it has kept 200,000 New Yorkers out of jail that would have elsewise been stuck uh, at Rikers Island. Let's go to the uh, telephone calls. Let's start with Pete on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Yeah, you know, the only thing that keeps people from committing crimes is the fear of the punishment. Myself, you are I'm correct. not a guy that would go around robbing people and doing things like that. But if I knew that they would be, they would treat me very uh, softly, I might consider doing something, not harming a person, but maybe robbing a bank. But what keeps me from doing that is the fear of the consequences and the crime and the punishment of mm-hmm. being in jail, being incarcerated. When that fear isn't there anymore, like what's happening now, it's a free run. And that's what's happening. This DA better realize that, that people are getting killed. And, and and it's like, you know, on a percentage, if we say it and not be uh, scolded for it, I'm talking to you, uh, a man that knows what's going on. It's the percentages that the crime is black on black it's it's these people are getting killed for doing nothing uh, in the in the street uh walking minding their own business and mm-hmm. straight bullet this is a, a harvest show it's a uh, it, it's, it's got to be turned around you can't go on like this innocent people are being hurt absolutely and we can't Pete. have that no more absolutely and uh i say bravo to you because your assessment uh, is a thousand percent accurate. Wait until I tell you, uh, folks, what what has happened, and I'll give you the details in just a few minutes. A video showing a man 
swiping 10 stakes from uh, Trader Joe's in, in Manhattan, and no one stopped him. And so Pete, with his assessment, is correct. And I see here uh, that Melvin in the Bronx is asking, why am I attacking Mr. Bragg for doing his job? Good morning to you, Melvin. Greetings, sir. Yes, the DA's function is only to resent people who've been arrested and charged before the judge based on the, uh, who gathers evidence to make the charge. Oh, yeah, the person who made the arrest. Who's making the arrest? Local law enforcement. And if you go back to the case, the judge sets the bail. If they did, and not only that, one more uh, point. What you going to do about all these lawsuits New York City is paying out close to a billion dollars a year for misconduct in the criminal justice system out of the city budget? You, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> Melvin, you know what, Melvin? I'd rather pay out the lawsuits, and it's not billions of dollars. I would rather pay out the lawsuits and have a city that's safe than not have a city that's safe. That's not safe. Bottom line. Bottom line. And and it's what you brought up, judges. Judges have to have the discretion to do what they feel is in the public's best interest. Their hands cannot be tied. But Melvin, I I do uh, I do. But hey, Melvin, um, I do I, I do wonder why do you say I'm attacking Bragg for doing his job? He do. Uh, what he do? The the, the, uh, the function of every DA is drawn to justify a budget to secure a paycheck by getting a conviction. That's the bottom line right there and there. And they only get a conviction based on evidence that the arresting officer brings it against whoever they arrested. Now, the evidence did not support the charge. What is the judge going to do? Throw the case out or proceed with the charge with the evidence did not support the charge? Hey, Melvin. He's only doing what the law is dictating. Melvin, you got this all wrong because the district attorney, I thank you for the call. The district attorney has said what he's not going to prosecute and what he's not going to do. That's completely different from what the way you just set it up to me. Folks, I want you to listen uh, to this mother. Again, her son survived serving in Afghanistan only to be stabbed to death in Harlem. And um, the mother, uh, uh, Madeline uh, Brain, claims that um, the bail reform policy allowed her son's killer to walk free on, uh, on bail, you know, pending trial. I want you to listen to her message. She appeared on Fox News, her message to District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Mr. Bragg, prosecutors prosecute. If you are not going to do your job and uphold the duties of your office, you need to step down and allow someone else who was who was more capable of doing the job. We're not interested in your social justice theories. We're interested in restoring law and order to New York City. That's all we care about. Victims on top of victims, bodies on top of bodies. The mothers, the families of these victims care nothing about social justice theories. We care about restoring law and order to our city. And that sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Uh, Victims want want their day in a court of law, and they do not want a district attorney that's going to stack the deck with his or her theories on social justice and pat some criminal on the head. It just doesn't make any sense. And so 
Bragg, again, has changed his policies a bit. He has now said all armed robberies will be prosecuted as felonies. That's 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 a little progress. But what about the fact? What about the fact that the district attorney has said that the the most he'll ask ask for is a 20 year sentence? I mean, in, in murder cases. It's ridiculous. And this is from the district attorney. How does that type of strategy keep us safe? Let's go to Jimmy, Staten Island. Good morning, Jimmy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Mr. Dominic Carter, if all you the been outside, that means I love you much. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you? you. Good. I'm well. Go right ahead, Jimmy. Listen to me. This guy that he's uh, come, become like a regular on your show, um, this Melvin guy. Well, he's not a regular. The, the reason why I take his call is because, and let me just say this, Jimmy, I believe that everyone is entitled to their point of view. I, I may not agree with it. I practically don't agree with anything that comes out of Melvin's mouth. But it's important to listen to what everyone has to say. And so every now and then I take his call. But go ahead, Jimmy. Jimmy, are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. You okay. got me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm not saying anything like that, that you should. No, no, I understand that. However, I think Melvin needs to know, when he scolds you, why aren't you letting the DA do their job? Does he know that this Cretan is backed by George Soros' $1 million, right. the well, demon see, of all demons? They, but, but you know what, Jimmy? There are some people that up is down, down is up, and they'll say bravo, bravo <laughs> to to uh, to the money that, that's come in, you know? Uh, One other thing, Dominic. Go right ahead, Jimmy. You said as I was coming back, uh, when I heard you coming back, you said, well, that's a little bit uh, better than he's doing this uh, brag um, about, you know, giving 20 years and all that. The dire straits that New York City is in right now, we can use a little salt and pepper on this situation. We need to throw the whole box of salt in or the whole thing of pepper. In other words, get it moving. We got to have a clean sweep. Like years and years ago, yes. Giuliani, he came in, there was no room for error. Bang, 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 yes. bang. And yes. about that, v, that that veteran that was murdered on the New York streets after defending our country, mm-hmm. his mother is right. But remember when they went to Albany and they set up there the corroded, the corrupt legislature? Oh, look, I don't care. You know, sorry you lost your kids. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is even before I heard this story. They said, we're not changing it. Well, how are we going to make any changes? If, look, Dominic, nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. Well, the, 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 and I, I hear exactly what you're saying, Jimmy. I, I, my point is just real simple. And, you know, I, I really wish the district attorney success. And the reason why I wish him success in fighting crime, and thank you for the call, Jimmy, is because if he's successful at the end of the day, it makes us all successful. But I'm not interested, Mr. DA, frankly, in any of your social justice uh, platforms. District attorney, in my opinion, in my opinion, is not the job for someone that's pushing social justice. We have enough advocates out there that do a great job of doing exactly that. 
You have public defenders. Now, people will say that, you know, you, you pay for what you get and it's bad legal services and so on, but you still have a public defender. We cannot have district attorneys that sound like public defenders. Because when we have situations like that, this is what happens. The video, and I suggest you go take a look at it online, folks, shows a man swiping 10 uh, stakes from Trader Joe's in New York City, East 14th Street, around 8.30 a.m. Now, imagine walking out with 10 packs of steak. So you're carrying it, and it's up to your neck. And uh, two helpless workers, staffers, they followed the man up an escalator leading to the store's exit, but only stopped him from taking a shopping basket outside, not the meat. This is what the, the video shows. And we all know, we all know, everyone within the sound of my voice, everyone within the sound of my voice knows that employees of uh, companies, and certainly major companies, have been told, stand down, don't do anything, just let them go. Now, you know, these companies set their, their policies, and you, you can't have, you cannot have workers um, interfering uh, with, with law enforcement and, and um, loss prevention uh, services uh, for their own safety. But folks... <laughs> They're literally walking into the stores, literally, and taking what they want. Why? There are many factors, but the message has come from the district attorney of, I'm on your side. Whether he realizes it or not, that has been the message to criminals. I am on your side. You know, folks, if you're listening to me right now on the radio, that's great, but that's not the only way you can do so. Remember, you can download the 77 WABC app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Listen to all your favorite uh, WABC shows live. Download the latest 77 WABC podcast, including mine, titled Dominic Carter City Hall, and get breaking news as it happens. Download the 77 WABC app now. So there are many ways that you can listen to me, folks. And I want to um, also remind you to go check out the new Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store right now. Go to WABCRadioStore.com, WABCRadioStore.com, and find everything from Dominic Carter T-shirts to hats to jackets and bags and more. And for you, uh, the loyal supporters of this program, there is a limited time discount. Enter the discount code DOMINIC15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's discount code DOMINIC15 for 15% off your purchase. Go to WABCRadio.com and get yours. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
And we are back, folks. Uh, lots of calls. I'm going to try and get to as many of them uh, as I can. The Manhattan DA, a mother of a slain Army veteran, is telling the DA, stop the nonsense, do your job, or step down. And I say bravo to this mother. And this, the mother happens to be, folks, a mother of color for a black woman for uh, saying that she's not interested in the district attorney's social justice uh, a platform, arena, ideas, whatever you call it. It's not in the best interest of the people of New York City. Let's go uh, right back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go up to Boston and say good morning to my, my friend Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's always such a pleasure to hear you. Thank um, you. And um, I have two points, if I could. I'll try and be concise. Um, the first thing is hearing this woman speak about her beloved son that was taken in such a violent manner from this life. My heart breaks for her. And the sad thing is, Dominic, other than Fox News, who's the, who's going to give her a voice? Where, where, where's the faith community? You know? Yeah, you're, you're, you're accurate. You're accurate, yeah, where's Jennifer. Black Lives, where's Black Lives Matter? You're um, accurate. Okay. Where are they, Dominic? Um, and to me, it's just, you know, they're all criminals in their own way, really. They're all about money. They're you, all about You know where they are. They, they've <laughs> left this mother holding the bag. You, you know, because she, do, she doesn't fit the profile. Exactly. She, she exactly. raised her son. Her son went into the military. He's a husband, a father, served our country. That does not fit the profile if of Black street, Lives Matter. That's right. If he was a street hustler and a, right. and a cop got him, you know, even if he was right. resisted arrest and a cop got him, oh, right. my God, there'd be hell to pay. Right. But, uh, and but he would be the vi- biggest victim on, on the on the planet. Exactly. And the thing is, that's, that's what we, we got to lift all the wrong people. It reminds me of the angel families, of the illegal aliens, um, you know, the cri- criminal illegal aliens that kill American citizens and mm-hmm. their families. The mm-hmm. only time I've ever heard them have a voice is on uh, Fox News. You don't hear them anywhere. And there are thousands upon thousands murdered every year in this country. And it's the same thing. A radio silence, you know what I mean, from uh, these people. And I don't care who you are, Dominic, in life anymore. If you, are, if you make yourself out to be a victim, if you're a certain color, you're a certain uh, income, you're, you're, you are a victim. And that is somehow a good thing now. It's like this world has turned upside down. Yes. There's nothing to be said for meritocracy, for decency, for civility, for doing the right thing in life, for lifting yourself up if you've been dealt a hard blow. No, yes. it's the same thing with coddling drug addicts and every other bad behavior. Nothing about really trying to help them to make a better life, just about keeping them in the life they're in comfortably. You're not doing anyone any good. And if I could say one last thing, Dominic, I think. This speaks to what we're dealing with as a society. We've got the big game, as we like to say, coming up this weekend. And to me, I don't know whether or not you've talked about it or you're aware of it. You, you're aware of Snoop Dogg is a halftime entertainment? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of all the allegations, and I'm, and I'm aware of um, the show is going on, and I'm aware of its big-time business, and I'm aware of all the messages that it sends to young people. All right, because the cop killer song he does yes. about how to impress this N word, kill the MFR and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great, isn't it? So I'll tell you, um, I talked to somebody up here recently, and um, he said that he's still going to watch it. He claims to be a big proponent of the police. And I will tell you and anyone else that'll listen 
anyone says that they back the blue and that'll watch that game, that the NFL is paying this guy who wrote a song and sang a song about encouraging the killing of cops. How anyone could sit down and enjoy that game, and I'll remind people, there are three officers that I know of off the top of my head that will not be watching that, and that's Officers Rivera, Officers Mora, and uh, Officer Keona Holly. They won't have the opportunity to enjoy the game, and I bet their families would like to enjoy the game without having to listen to the halftime entertainment be someone that wrote and sang a song about killing cops and the encouraging of it for young African-American males. And to me, it's... Jennifer, you 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 were dead on in your assessment, I, dead on accurate, and I say uh, I say thank you very much uh, for the call and have a uh, a beautiful morning. And um, you know the points that Jennifer was making. This is a long time coming where we are right now. It's been almost like a snowball effect of dysfunction. Uh, rolling from the top of, a, let's say, a hill in San Francisco all the way down to the bottom. And we now stand at the situation where we are, where politicians are able to manipulate the system. And think about this for a second, folks. Literally tell people, in the name of social justice, I'm not going to prosecute this, 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 and that and get elected, and get elected, and then carry out exactly what they said they were going to do. But I do believe in the case of the Manhattan District Attorney that uh, he has no choice but to change because what's going to happen now, folks are not just listening to his words. They're going to judge Alvin Bragg by what his ADAs do in the uh, courtrooms of law in the borough of Manhattan. And once the election for governor is over, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in terms of who wins the the race for governor and whether or not they keep Alvin Bragg on. Nothing will happen, folks, until the election. You have the uh, primary in uh, June. You have the election in September for governor for in November, the general election in November. So I, I said September because that's when the uh, primaries were traditionally held, but they have been moved up to uh, June. That's when they're going to uh, happen this year. Let's go to Pat. She is calling from Staten Island. Good morning, Pat. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I just wanted to say this poor mother who lost a son, she's got to live with this all her life. Every day she gets up. She that that incredible pain when you lose somebody, and this was from this, these punks, and because it starts at the bottom. There's no respect for cops no more. They know that these people are going to get get off on it, and it, it's just it's so terrible. Like we have to stand up to these politicians and yes. force them to change, because if it was a politician's son. Oh, you already killed. know. You already know, oh. Pat. You already know. It would be the end of the world. Yeah. Oh, boy, you wouldn't see him walking out tomorrow. It, no it's, way. It's almost like on the issue, Pat, of uh, gay rights. And I, I, I support gay rights fully uh, and gay marriage. Yeah, um, me too. Uh, if you recall, a few years ago, all the politicians were basically no, 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 no. 
But then all of a sudden, start things started to change when it was revealed that one of their loved ones was gay, or or someone directly connected to them, and thus everybody changed their opinion. Something. Thank you for the call, Pat. Something has to um has to uh, give here. Let's go to Corey. Corey is in Brooklyn. Good morning, Corey. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Your show is so awesome. It's Thank very you. difficult to get on. Well, and uh, I love you and Rita and Frank and basically everybody at the Well, thank station. you. That's very kind, Corey, of you to yes, say. Sir. So my main point was uh, I always thought that the legislature was supposed to legislate and create laws. And the <laughs> district attorney <laughs> was supposed to be the highest law enforcement in that Yes. Area, and yes. they're supposed to enforce those laws, not make their own laws. Right. Right. Now, in, in, and, in well, go, go ahead, Corey. I'm sorry. And he's basically trying to say, I'm going to make my own laws because I'm going to prosecute who I want to prosecute and don't, not prosecute whoever right. I don't want to. And it's called. It's not his job. Right. It's called prosecutorial discretion. And it's been around, Corey, for a long time with district attorneys, but it's becoming more and more prevalent, if you will, where district attorneys would say, well, we're not we're moving away from that type of prosecution and we're going here. But now we have a situation where the district attorney uh, was elected and basically said in, in so many words, I'm, I'm not pro I'm not uh, I'm not uh, I'm not going to go forward with major cases. Basically, that's what it sounded like to us, we the people. That's what it sounded like to me. And on a closing statement, the only thing for evil to to exist is for good people to do nothing. And I, so, I agree with you. I, I I agree with you. And and we thank have you for having Corey. Me on. Thank you. We we have to we have to change that. Um, good people cannot sit around and do nothing because. Where we stand right now, society-wise, we 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 just we just can't do it. We 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 can't do it. And you know, I'm I'm telling you, folks. I've I've talked about this time after time after time. I'm a product of it, so I'm I'm talking about something that I know. And the great country that we live in, right? If you want an education, if you want a college education. You can get it. There's nothing stopping you. Um, there, there, there are no barriers. You got to work hard. You got to fill out paperwork. You, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fly right. But I know for a fact that if you want an education, you can go get one. And so I, I just don't understand why a certain element would rather look for the the quick way and the fast way out. And we know there's no fast or easy solution for success. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know folks. Let's go to, uh, let's go to our friend Gracie in Rockland County this morning. Good morning, Gracie. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Dominic. Two points. Number one, the statistic you threw out originally, yes. 200,000, yes. would have been at Rikers. 
Now, that's what these how, advocates are saying. But go ahead. Okay. How long a period of time was that? A year, two years? That's or, a good question. I don't know the answer to okay. that right now. I, I, all right, because they they just throw out numbers. They don't know what the hell they're saying. The second point is now: is that two hundred individual people? Two hundred thousand. 200,000 individual people who did 200,000 individual crimes, or is it 100,000 that did two crimes each, or 50,000 that did four crimes each? I mean, this is beyond belief. Now, the second point is, I, I get angry. They're calling this social justice. Is it justice for certain people to hurt other people is that justice for the the victim? Uh, is, does the victim have justice? Where, who came up with this name, social justice? It makes absolutely no sense when you think of it. Now, number three, which I lie, I'm sorry, uh, Melvin, <laughs> Ma- Melvin, sweetheart, where do you live in the Bronx? I'm from. I was from the Bronx. Fremont and Southern Boulevard, Melvin. You feel safe? Right. How how can you have this opinion? I don't understand it. It's so dangerous. I feel sorry that for everyone that's stuck in New York City. And who's stuck? The poor people are stuck. Yes. Absolutely, Gracie. Get home safe, Dominic. Thank you, Gracie. I'll be back up in Rockland in about about an hour and a half from now. And it's It's interesting, Gracie, the point that you just made. There was a time that myself, as a son of the Bronx, that um, I could be out at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning in the Bronx, anywhere in the Bronx, and I was not afraid. Those days are long gone. You will not find me anywhere. I don't know. Maybe it's with age that I'm not um, out socially the way that I used to be. Uh, But you're not going to find me out anywhere in the Bronx, not in Riverdale, (laughs) anywhere. That's where my daughter used to live uh, in Riverdale. But but I I would not be anywhere in the Bronx. I'm, I'm not anywhere in Manhattan this time of morning. I feel unsafe. And, uh, you know, you just asked about the social justice platform. And we, we we all know what it's about. Let's let's not let's not put our heads in the sand. What the social justice is for, um, based on the advocates, is to wrong a right, to right to right a wrong. Excuse me, I got it. I got the reverse order there. That for what they say are historical mistreatment of people of color particularly in um, in in uh, the court of law, to reverse uh, bad and unjust things that were done. But, he, but here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. The criminals, hear you folks, the, the criminals are manipulating the system each and every day. I mean, think about it, folks, what I just said. You have a situation where... A man this morning or a few hours ago walked into a Trader Joe's, East 14th Street, and walked out with 10 packs of steak. And they could not stop him. This is what life has become in New York. And uh, city officials are talking a good game, 
but everybody's fed up with the talk. We're going to, this is going to happen. We're going to win. When? When does it start? Because it should have started on January 1. When does all of this start? I see all of your phone calls. We're going to get to as many of them as we can. And coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And folks, I hope that this is wonderful news for all of us, at least if you're in the uh, New York area. And of course, we are broadcasting now in a number of states But the uh, mask mandate for public indoor spaces is set to expire Thursday if it's not extended. And it's widely being reported that uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul uh, will make an announcement today and that she's going to let it expire. And so you won't have to deal with our our mask anymore as it relates to, at least for now, knock on wood, as it relates to public indoor spaces, uh, but we're still waiting on the decision for New York City schools. And we are talking about right now, taking your telephone calls, about a mother of a slain Army veteran, uh, and she is uh, telling uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, do your job or step down, that she's not interested in his social justice. And she says this mother, uh, her name is Madeline uh, Brame, Brain, that is, and she, her son was Hassan Korea, 35-year-old Army veteran, su- survived a tour in Afghanistan only to be stabbed to death in Harlem in uh, 2018. And she says that crime has brought um, New York City to its knees. Most people of reason would agree with that. I'm looking at an email um, from uh, uh, a, fr- a friend of the program, Sal, And Sal says, if, according to bail reform supporters, it is good that 200,000 people are kept out of jail, doesn't that mean there are 200,000 potential victims of crime who are also out there? That is a wonderful point in terms of if you expect for us to believe that 200,000 figure, and I don't think anybody believes that. But if you believe that, then that means there are at least 200,000 victims out there. And what about those victims? Let's go right back to the telephone calls. Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah. um, First of all, this woman, I, I feel very, very bad for her. She lost her son. But Bragg still knows the majority of the people in Manhattan put him in office. And I wish the people would stop saying, oh, it's George Soros' fault. It's these corporations like the Ford Foundation and the Hearst Foundation, and it's the the, uh, American Airlines. No, the people that put him in are the voters, and the voters knew what he stood for. He himself said he was at the—he had 
the, uh, the debate with the other people. They heard what he said. They voted for him. And he knows damn well, like Curtis Lee was said, if he would have run today, he would be reelected. You can believe that. I, I don't know not- about that. I don't know about that, Michael. And I'm the guy that actually did the debate. But so you didn't I, so, think he would get the nomination, and he wait, did. Wait, 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 wait. Well, let me just say this. You, you're raising a good point, and you are correct. I, I didn't think uh, in order to get elected to a job like that, you have to have a larger-than-life personality. And that's something, and I've, I've witnessed this for 35 years, and that's something that Mr. Bragg did not have. I, I, I didn't, again, I thought uh, uh, Tali uh, Weinstein was going to uh, be elected district attorney or Liz Crotty. Uh, each of them ran on a law and order platform. At that debate, Mr. Uh, Bragg, he alluded to what he would do, but there were no full details. So, so I hear you, Michael. He alluded to what he would do if he was elected, and maybe the maybe the people, maybe you're right. Maybe the voters fully understood what he would do, but he wasn't he wasn't everything as out in the open as he is now. I I, I still say again. This time of passing the buck to George Soros and all the corporations, George Soros, and another thing, George Soros didn't vote for the mayor. George Soros doesn't live in Manhattan. He doesn't even live in New York City. He lives somewhere upstate. So he didn't vote, and the corporations can't vote. The people that put the, the thing that puts these people into power is the voters. Who put Linda Lightfoot in as mayor of Chicago? Who put her in? The voters. And I'm, I'm sure that if she would have run today, they would put her back in. When the voters decide to change their mind, and I don't think that'll ever happen, then, then we'll get good people. Otherwise, this is going to continue forever and ever, and the cities will just go downhill. And to be perfectly honest, the good people, white and black, will do what you did and will do what I did. They will leave the cities and move to the suburbs. And that's what's happening. Well. You know, you know what, you know what, Michael, you, hey, listen, man, when, when somebody is uh, telling the truth, you, you have to acknowledge it. And, and for me, you know, I, I thought long and hard uh, about leaving New York City. Thank you, Michael. I just want to deal with this for a second. But for me, personally, I was torn. I was really torn about leaving New York City. On one side, I said to myself, a a successful man of color, you need to stay in your community and help your community. And that's why that's why I started purchasing real estate in Harlem many, many years ago. And it didn't work out. It didn't work out. So I tried to stay in the community for a little while. But then Michael, to be honest with you, I I, I said to myself you know, I want to be in the community, but I want peace for my family. I, I have to know that my family is safe and sound, that any, you can catch a stray bullet anywhere, but chances are and based on stats. And so that's when I decided many years ago that um, it, it was time for me to go, and, and that's when I moved to Rockland County. But, Michael, but you, you do have a great point about the voters, that put these people in and it, it's really a, a sad commentary for me because frankly, I just feel that people can be hoodwinked into, you know, you, you run on this platform, social justice, social justice, and people, 
people vote for you. I mean, I, I, and and look look at the situation that we're in now. Let's go to uh, Alyssa. Alyssa is calling from Manhattan. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. I've been listening to your show for a while now. And I just wanted to call in um, just to give my story because this is a kind of a sad anniversary. Um, 24 years ago today, we had a family member murdered. And um, it doesn't surprise me that the laws have deteriorated as much as they have in the city at this point because this happened back in 98. And in the commission of a robbery, uh, three men held him down, two held him down, while one plunged a knife into his heart, killing him. And the two that held him down were given no jail time because they gave up the names of drug dealers. And the one who did was given 15 years. Yet when the time came around, he was given a year off for good behavior. And now this person walks free. While I, our family member sits in urn on I'm, a shelf, I'm I'm so sorry to uh, and to this hear was back this. in 1998, and, and and that's not justice. That's exactly. Not justice. And so the fact that now we've gotten to the point where there are these ridiculous no bail laws, and they're robbing the right aids, and the security guards are standing by doing nothing, and these. People who are supposed to be keeping us safe, the politicians in power, are more concerned with their own careers than they are with the safety of the public, just basically says that as time goes by, we put less and less of a value on human life and more value on selfish things. And what we really need to do is care about human life. I, I, I'm so sorry for what happened, um, but I, I do want to ask you this, Alyssa, before I let you go. Mm-hmm. Has it become easier uh, over the years to to handle this, or or is it still like it happened recently? Well, it becomes easier. The pain um, fades to some extent, but it's always there because there's always – it's not so much the pain, it's the emptiness, because that person will never be there. There's always an empty place at the family tables. There's always an empty, an emptiness that you can't replace. But then when there's no justice, I try not to think about it too often because it just makes me so angry. Um, I'm but sorry. But I wanted to speak out because this is the 24th anniversary, and I really never had a chance to speak out. Um, for justice for our family member. And I wanted to do that um, in his memory because he was a really good kid. And, you know, the the fact that the the prosecutors convinced the family to, you know, to take a plea bargain and to not prosecute saying that the, the person might not even get the time that they should take the plea bargain you know, it, it just, I mean, it's like I said, it's no surprise to me that we are where we are. But I just think that it's terrible that we just don't seem to put a value on human life the way we used to. Mm-hmm. Because human human life is the most valuable thing. There's nothing more valuable. And you can't say anything else. Someone's career, 
so someone is trying to satisfy someone else, someone is trying not to make someone angry. You cannot – human life is the most valuable commodity we have, and that's all I really wanted to say. Well, God bless you, and uh, I'm sorry that um, that this happened. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, at, I'm, I'm at a loss of words because I, I want to say thank you for sharing it with us, but I don't even know if that's appropriate because I can't begin to understand the pain that that uh, that you have um, gone through. So angry, and the thing is that you have people around you, really no one else that we know has ever experienced this, and people will say, oh, I understand, I understand, but you really don't understand, like – you're other people until one day you're not. Right. And that's got to be the worst thing in the whole world. My deepest apologies. And I'm, I, I thank you for the call, Alyssa. And I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to your family and uh, best wishes to you. And, and please try to stay strong. Thank you. Thank you for the call. And, you know, as, as Alyssa was just speaking, I, one of the things that I was thinking about in my mind. So, my son, right, he's a, he's pretty stocky like me, and um, he has, my son has uh, epilepsy. He's had it uh, since he was an infant, uh, you know, a baby. And so I, I'm sitting here thinking, and folks, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here. Do you think that I'm more afraid, uh, and my son is now 25, do you think I'm more afraid of my son encountering the police or do you think I'm more concerned with my son encountering some of these young men that are out there? Because there there are certain communities that he's not even allowed to go to, even in Rockland County. Now, which one do you think I'm more fearful of? My son with an involvement with the police or my son involvement with some of these knuckleheads that are out here. I'm a thousand percent more uh, fearful of my son involvement or not, And when I say involvement, I mean, encountering, I mean, one of these uh, kids just looking at my son the wrong way and deciding that he wants to do something to him. I am not afraid of, of the police, the police. I, I, I just, I, Everything is is all wrong, folks. This narrative has been permitted to go on and on and on to say that the police are the bad guys. The police are not the bad guys. The bad guys are those elements in your community. You know who they are. You know who the bad guys are. We all know who the bad guys are. Dominic Carter here with you until uh, 1 a.m. And at that time, Frank Morano, the other side of uh, midnight, is uh, standing by uh, about to uh, come on. Let's go to Jay. Jay is in Queens. Good morning, Jay. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. You know, as long as these hoodlums that are 90% black, they're not doing justice to the respect that the black people should get. It'll take a hundred years before they reach their goal of pure respect. As long as these hoodlums are committing crimes. I agree with you. I agree with you, Jay. 
Um, and, and, by, and, by, yeah. and by, by me agreeing with you, that means I'm going to receive some emails and some messages saying, how dare you say that? But at some point, folks, we have to be – thank you for the call, Jay. At some point, we have to be honest in assessing the situation. We have to be honest. Frank Morano, the other side of uh, Midnight. Frank is coming up, and he joins me now. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What do you have? Cut? You got a haircut? I did, yeah. Ah. Don't be jealous. <laughs> I see Don't you. be jealous. You look good. Thank you. You look Thank good. You. Uh, these days, finding the time for a haircut is the biggest uh, <laughs> is the biggest struggle. But, um, yes, uh, you're going to hear all about my new haircut and the adventures involved in that. And uh, we have a fan favorite joining us for... The first hour of the program, we're going to talk space with Dr. Sky, Steve Cates. He's really good. He really is. He just, He's really good. Aside from being knowledgeable. That he, voice. Uh, and, exactly. Ooh, I mean, imagine ooh, if we had ooh. a voice like that, Dominic, <laughs> we'd be much farther along. Uh, but uh, I enjoy having him on because he's not only prepared to answer my questions, but he also is happy taking questions from listeners, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, he's going to join me for the whole hour. And I don't know if you followed this group of women, uh, Dominic, primarily women. I'm sure there are some men among them that are donating and working to get Andrew Cuomo back into politics. But I'm going to be joined by one of them, one of the Cuomo sexuals, supposedly, who is of the opinion that he was forced out of office by Tish James unfairly. And she wants him back. And she's going to join me. She's a grandmother from Rochester, not a political operative. She's going to join me to say why she thinks Andrew Cuomo is being railroaded and why she wants to bring him back. We're going to talk well, about well, that. Well, he was definitely railroaded. Well, there, there, there's no way. But, 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 yeah. but, but here's, my, here's my point, Frank. Right? So, you know, you can listen to the argument on each side. Mm-hmm. But when it's 11 women, 11 not all 11 aligned. We're going to get into that. We're okay. going to get into uh, that as well as a number of other things. So that's a discussion people are not going to want to miss at 2 o'clock. And uh, as uh, these tensions with Russia and Ukraine continue to uh, boil over, mm-hmm. with we're told every day practically that an invasion of Ukraine by Russia is imminent. We're going to get into it with a foreign policy analyst that I spoke to a couple of weeks ago, and I, I really enjoy That his, guy is good uh, as well. Yeah, I, Michael Averco. He's a, a senior foreign policy analyst and media critic. So. Is that the guy that kept me up half the night listening to him on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been. I think it might have been. So we got a good show, an action-packed show, and uh, we're, we're going to manage to squeeze in some fun over the next four hours as well and uh, and take calls on a wide variety of subjects. Okay, so we folks, we have about 30 seconds. Left for a call, and Mr. Morano, you select who to call it. All right, well, how about Michael in Queens? Okay, Michael in Queens, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Oh, gentlemen, uh, real quick, you know, the Bragg Doctrine uh, is still in effect. So, all this mumble jumbo about he's going to change, he's going to do this, he hasn't rescinded that written document with a new written document, just putting that on the side for a second to say that. No, no, Michael, he has. It was initially an email to staff, and he has issued another email. Okay, that's great news. Honestly, that's some good news. Uh, the other thing is, uh, 20% of the public, he got 80% of the 20%, a.k.a. net 16% of the public. So that means people have to get up and vote. It's yes, that simple. yes. And, and I'm out of time, Michael. I thank you. He does, Frank, make a very good point. you got to vote. It's you got to vote. It's true. It's as simple as that. Government belongs to those who show up. That's right. That's the bottom line. Folks, keep it right there. The other side of midnight, Frank Marano, right here. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.